0: I have done this. I'm not flighty. I'm not indecisive. I am in this world and I'm alive and I'm trying to understand what it means to live a life with meaning. And this is not it. Feeling imperfect,
1: insecure, or inadequate? How do you show kindness, self-acceptance, gratitude, and compassion towards yourself every day? Mental health is a journey, and Switch Research delivers expert guidance along the way. Their mission is to provide you with effective, easily accessible mental health resources to help you become a happier, more resilient you. Switch Research partners with psychologists, clinical therapists, researchers, psychiatrists, and more who have years of academic or clinical experience under their belt to provide evidence-based journals and digital work courses is. I myself have been using the self-love journal and love it. And under five minutes a day, I'm able to to get some clarity behind why I feel the way that I do and actionable steps to becoming a better, more compassionate me. So transform negative thoughts into self-love. Use code BWELLSIS20 today at switchresearch.org to get 20% off of your purchase. Again, transform those negative thoughts into self-love. Use code BWELLSIS20 today at switchresearch.org to get 20% off of your purchase. You know what I used to struggle with? Eating a diet that's nutrient-dense enough for me to get all of my dietary needs met through what I eat alone. I am no longer a passenger on that struggle bus because one tasty scoop of athletic greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic green superfood blend and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in my diet increase my energy and focus aid with digestion and supports a healthy immune system all without the need to take multiple products or pills because baby i can't do it and it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy free or gluten free it just fits and it contains less than a gram of sugar without compromising on taste And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during these times and they're offering my audience a free year supply of vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit my link today. So you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. To redeem your offer, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash sis Again, to redeem your offer of one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, visit athleticgreens.com well sis often black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness but not in this space on this podcast the dialogue is always centered around women like you welcome to the podcast but more importantly welcome to the tribe be well sis Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well Sis podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Dunbar. Hey sis, how you doing? How has life been treating you? But more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? Me? I have been good. Actually, my birthday just passed. It was last week as I'm recording this. And... It was a good day. I I was telling you guys how I've been like going through like some really reflective moments leading up to my birthday, but my birthday was actually really good. And usually, I'll be honest, my birthdays are not good, but this was a really good birthday. Nothing happened per se. It was really non-eventful. I worked. I taught the kids. It was a Wednesday, so nothing much really happened, but it was a good day. It was a really reflective day for me, and I... Got a chance to step back and to look at things and realize that a lot of things that I wanted for myself, I actually have. And it's not necessarily material. It's just like a feeling, right? I've always wanted my family. I have a family that's like stable and happy. I have a partner that's loving. All those good things. And just put things into perspective, you know, things are not perfect. I don't expect them to ever be, but I'm in a good space and it was good realizing those things and just just being in a good spot and just not having a sad birthday because I'm thinking about all the things I didn't do, but thinking about all the things that have come to fruition and it was a good day. So overall, I am doing well today. I'm really excited about this conversation as I always am about our conversations because I get a chance to speak to really dope, dope women. This podcast, honestly, is my passion because I just get to speak to so many women who are just so beautiful. And I just don't think that we get a chance to see the beauty in ourselves and the beauty in our sisters as much as I think we should. So yeah, I'm really excited about today's episode. Let's just go ahead and jump right into it. As I was re-listening to the episode, I was just thinking a couple of things, really a couple of questions, you know? The first one is, is the life that you're living really the one that you've always dreamed of? Do you feel like your life is meaningful and purposeful? And have you ever felt like you need a change of scenery? You know, sometimes going through really jarring and tragic events prompts us to go to deeper and really examine what we really want out of life. A lot of times people joke about how much adulting sucks, but I think what many of us are actually vocalizing is that all that we're doing is what's necessary to survive rather than actually thriving. And drawing from my experience and the experiences of my friends and my peers The corporate space can magnify these feelings and the the stresses and just the feeling that life isn't quite your own and you're just here doing what you have to do and none of the things that you actually want to do. And when we think about wellness, wellness is associated with several different dimensions. Some models have six and some models have more, but they all break down wellness into several components. They are physical wellness, your spiritual values and ethics, emotional, occupational, intellectual. And then the last one is your social community slash your environment. So one of the ones that we often discard is the environmental piece. Sometimes the very place that we live in can be detrimental to our growth. And no matter how much inner work you do, you just don't feel Like it's where you belong. In this episode, I had a great discussion with Wanda Duncan. She is the founder of Black Women Travel, and she details the series of events that prompted her to live the life of a digital nomad, how she's thriving, and tips for those considering major changes to where and how they live their lives. Let's just get into the conversation. I am so, so glad you're here. Thank you so, so much for joining. If you haven't, please leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with a friend. Sign up for our email news list. All those good things. <laughs> Again, thanks so much for joining. Let's hop into the conversation. Be well, sis. So today I have Wanda on with us. She is the founder of
0: BlackWomenTravel.com and podcast. How are you? Lovely. Thank you. How are you doing today? I haven't asked you that, actually. I am good. I'm so happy to have
1: you on the podcast. This is, I think, a
0: second or so time connecting. And the
1: first time we connected, I felt like I already knew you from, like, forever. So I'm happy to have you on the show and to touch on something that I think a lot of us have been considering, but you've actually done. So let's dig into it. So you are a, you describe as a digital nomad? Mm-hmm. Talk to me. So,
0: how long? What prompted it? All that good stuff. Let's see. So, we got to go all the way back to 2010, right? So, that's when I first tried and failed, spoiler alert, (laughs) to do this nomadic thing. I was working at CNN at the time. I had experienced some death in my family. My mom and my sister passed away six days apart. I also had a miscarriage around the same time the next year. It was just a lot. And work became a lot. I started out being the golden girl. You know, I've always like wore my hair natural. Mm-hmm. And you know my personality is like who I am. So like, I just, you know, we have this real talk kind of culture and black culture, you know, corporate don't do that. So I'm trying to understand how to get to the next level and the next level. And it's not happening. And then I was experiencing all of that. And I was like, girl, it's time for a change for real, for real. I wanted to be able to do stuff that meant something to me. After my mom and my sister passed, I was already doing dance classes. Like I didn't grow up taking dance classes. So you know how you kind of parent yourself as you get older. I didn't know that's what I was doing, but that's what I was doing. (laughs) So I was like taking dance classes. And then after they passed, I started like doing theater and like, I don't know, just getting my hands in all kinds of different stuff to give myself that experience to explore the things that I was really interested in. When I first moved to Atlanta, like I was into the poetry scene, going went to Apache Cafe, you know, (laughs) on Sunday nights for their poetry. And, you know, doing a little bit of singing and really just like being creative. And starting in what, 2005, I guess me and Atlanta grew up a little bit together. And I just couldn't connect because of the segregation, I guess. And I'm not talking necessarily race. Of course, there's that. But there's also like, I at one point started something called like Creative Collective. Like I was just trying to get these brilliant people in the same room. I believe that there's so much magic in collaboration and people knowing each other, especially Black people. And so all of that stuff that I was trying to do, you know, I even got involved with music technology and producing events. And I had an app, At one point, all that stuff that I was trying to do, like none of it was it, right? I wasn't integrated enough. I wasn't anything enough. It wasn't enough for me. So I was like, girl, you need to go. And so I started looking for volunteer positions abroad, which took me to El Salvador. I actually interviewed for a job in Iceland because I heard there was an artistic community there. So I was totally open to going to Iceland. Ended up in El Salvador and stayed there for six months. And Jamaica was my first international trip. A lot of times, you know, the Caribbean is accessible to Black folks and not such a culture shock. And I was like, if I can figure it out here in El Salvador, I could figure it out there. So I went to Jamaica and, you know, wound up right back in Atlanta. (laughs) That's 2010. So I only spent nine months out. I left January. I came back for like October or something like that.
1: Don't even do that. I don't want you to minimize that part. Cause I still think it's a big deal. Like you had a thought to do something and you did it. You know, no matter how long or short it was, you did it.
0: I received that. I, received <laughs> that. <laughs> I didn't even hear myself say the only. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. So you came back to Atlanta and then I'm married. I'm depressed. I'm trying to get jobs. You know, I have a degree in radio TV production. That's what I was doing. And a lot of people don't want to leave CNN because it's considered like the top of the market. Otherwise, you're just working at local, which doesn't have as many benefits often. So I'm just working at Starbucks and I'm working at a movie theater <laughs> and I'm, I eventually work at this call center, which was horrible. And I actually got fired and I was so thankful. And I was so happy when I got on unemployment (laughs) because I got fired. I thanked the supervisor. I was like, thank you so much for firing me. And then I ended up working at State Farm for a little bit. And then I was like, yeah, no, this, I, I don't want it. I don't want to be here trying to figure this out. I have done this. I'm not flighty. I'm not indecisive. I am in this world and I am alive. And I'm trying to understand what it means to live a life with meaning. And this is not it. This commute to Dunwoody is not it. Trying to, you know, fit in in these office politics is not it. I started pouring over these blogs. So I was just reading everything I could get my hands on, how they were packing, where they were going, what it was they were doing for money. I was looking for Black women. I wasn't finding a lot there was one that I found and she had an article about stop asking her how she could travel so much. <laughs> so, which, you know, that's fair, but I just full force focused on getting out and saving my money and making a way. I was like, there has to be a way. People are doing this. I can do this too. But Letting myself believe that letting myself plan for it is the thing that really launched me in actually doing it. So I actually left New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2015, and I've been gone ever since. And I haven't died or been kidnapped or, you know, any of the other things. People, I haven't fallen down in the canyon and my arm got stuck in between a rock and I had to cut my arm. Like, none of that happened. Like, I'm whole, I'm embodied, and it's been dope. Do
1: you feel like you are thriving, like you move from a place of just surviving and just making ends meet to a place where you're like, you're living this purposeful life and meaningful life.
0: I am 100% of the time doing stuff that matters to me. And not that it is all roses, because I believe that in your journey of entrepreneurship, there's a lot of stuff you have to undo within yourself. There's a lot of letting go. There's a lot of room you need to make for the things you want to receive. Also, dealing with the very real world that we're in. You can't positive think your way out of capitalism. You can't positive think your way out of racism. What you can do is try to create a space of wellness around you while you are working within those structures that exist everywhere around the world. There's no escaping that. So, yes, I enjoy the work that I've given myself to do, my homework that I've given myself to do, essentially. And I still have a lot of growing to do. <laughs> there are still things that I'm frustrated that are just a little bit outside of my grasp. And I'm trying to understand and reckon with what that means while I do have this sense of contentment. Because what happens is like, you know, it just becomes your new normal. You know, you was pining for the Telfar bag. You finally got the Telfar bag. And now what? Yeah. <laughs> right? You wanted to go to Italy for so long. You finally went to Italy and now what? Yeah. As human beings, we are in a constant state of wanting that inspiration, wanting that new next, that next whatever challenge or whatever makes you feel alive, whatever makes you enjoy life. So that
1: brings me to the next question. I'm thinking about how you've lived in so many different countries, right? And you're an entrepreneur, And what I've been finding for myself lately as I've really been trying to really hone in on really being serious about being an entrepreneur and start like laying a foundation for something that I hope to grow one day. I've been feeling really, really lonely. And I'm here amongst my friends, amongst my family. What has been your way of staying connected to your community while you're not physically present?
0: A way that I've tried to alleviate that is when I was in Vietnam, and this is maybe after about a year of being on the road, I think it was mostly online. And then when I went to Thailand, I met a few in person, but there were other Black women who were out there in the streets doing they thizzle, not necessarily teachers. So the reason I use the the word digital nomad is because there's a different focus and concern when it comes to travel period versus somebody who moves abroad to work and like teach or work at a company versus an expat who's possibly retired. There's a meaning behind those things. So a digital nomad is not necessarily, they're location independent. Like you could do whatever you do from wherever. You're not tied to a place. So there were other women, Black women who were like that. And so I started a Facebook group. I messaged a few and I was like, I want to start this group. Like, would you be down? And they was like, yeah, girl, start it. And I was like, OK, I will. So I did. <laughs> so that was like 2017. And it's grown. But I think because the focus is what it is. So as Black women, location independent entrepreneurs, right? It's not necessarily a Black sit which those groups lit up like fire. There are groups that are specific for the location, but that was my way to try and create community. That was my way to try and have people in the same room, in the same space who were interested in the same thing for the purpose of sharing and uplifting and empowering one another. It's so important
1: to have people who can really understand what you're going through because sometimes people may be like in your space, whether they're like, they're your family, your friends, whatever. If they're not on the same or similar journey as you, like they just don't get it when you're trying to like vent or do, even celebrating yourself, right? Celebrating a milestone that you achieved, or a thing that you did that you wanted to do. It can be very, very lonely. So I think spaces like yours are so, so important. And for those who are listening, who are interested
0: in the digital nomad life, What is your Facebook group called again? Black Women Digital Nomad Entrepreneurs.
2: Hey love, my name is Wanda and I'm the host of the Black Women Travel Podcast. I am a gatherer. I love getting people together to vibe, share, and learn. So after connecting with so many Black women travel lovers, I created the International Black Women Travel Jubilee. It's an annual travel conference and we'll be doing it again this year online. You'll get access to a vault of over 30 recorded sessions that cover travel, wellness, and entrepreneurship. And we'll also do some live sessions together to help you embrace wholeness, travel better, longer and make money online it's taking place on saturday and sunday december 4th and 5th and when those early bird tickets drop my email list is going to hear about it first so why don't you head on over pause this episode head on over to instagram.com slash ibwtj and you can follow me there but also the link in the bio will shoot you straight over so you can sign up for the email list again that's instagram.com slash ibwtj i can't wait to meet you
0: I will say in addition to that, though, Cassandra, I think that there's something alone about entrepreneurship. I think it's kind of built in there. I've even heard of people with co-founders who still feel very alone when it comes to it because you have these ideas that you are literally pulling from the atmosphere and trying to channel them through your hands in some way, shape, or form, right? It's like what I was talking about before. It takes being able to clear the channel for the work to come through. And it is very private. It is very personal. And so I don't know that there's necessarily a remedy for that. A lot of times people create masterminds. I tried to do that maybe like a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago now, where it's more intimate. Because, you know, Facebook is noisy. Sometimes you take a social media break. Yeah. In with the group, you have people who want to start. And so maybe they in there, you know, creeping, trying to read and like get the information and the tips, which is, you know, that's fine, tips that they can. But the other thing is that, you know, Black women, we are a very interesting time. I just feel like we are all consumed. And what I've seen is that people are trying to get their ideas out there. They're trying to get their work out there. And so while there's some collaboration it is just some more so competition. I don't think it's competition. I think that everybody just on their laptop doing their thing, and they're not looking up and seeing who's around and seeing ways to form alliances. I think that, and this is a, a culture thing as well, where you know you're looking for a check mark, like a somebody verified on the platform. You're reaching up. You're not reaching across. You're not going the east a lateral route. You're not trying to get everybody together on a project. You're just trying to get yourself and your clients and your program and your conference and like whatever it is you got going on off. If you think about it historically, like how many generations have we had of Black women entrepreneurs? Like a lot, right? Even the candy Mm -hmm. store lady was an entrepreneur, but we haven't seen the type of freedom. Like this is the most free we've ever been. So I just think that there's, you know, just got to cook a little longer, (laughs) You just got to cook a little longer. So many thoughts have came to my mind. The
1: work that needs to be done, I think the work isn't necessarily only your projects, only whatever service you provide, only your business. There's so much internal work that needs to happen, at least for me is what i found. Now, I think you touched on it earlier about like the things that we have to kind of unlearn. I was talking to my husband last night and I was just like, my goodness, when does the work stop? When will I arrive at my full, authentic, full, highest level, whatever? Like, when will that work stop? I feel like there's always something that I need to be working on within myself.
0: But that's a perspective, right? That is very much looking into the future versus seeing what's there right now. You are more evolved than you have ever been. You have more capacity to have compassion for yourself because you know exactly what you went through. You were there. <laughs> right. And two, something that has recently been brought to my consciousness. A long time ago, maybe a couple years ago, someone was talking about this book, The Body Keeps the Score. So, you know, it's been like sitting in my subconscious, whatever. And I still haven't really read it, but. The whole idea of it, I'm focusing on more right now is that even though your mind has perhaps resolved some things, even though emotionally you've done your work and you said, I've moved on, it is perhaps your body that is holding on to this trauma that we've had since we were children. And you just have to think about, you say, when will the work stop? But I mean, honestly, like, how long have we been doing it compared to how long we've not been doing it? How long have we not been conscious? How long have we not been intentional? And you have to think about a child and how they have zero language. But we're sending them out into the world because they need to learn their ABCs and like to be in classes and to listen to authority or whatever it is that school is supposed to actually teach children. And they're having these experiences five days out of the week, hours at a time, and no language to describe to us what's really going on what really bothered them. And that's a lot of times how we form opinions about ourselves. Somebody's pointing to us and calling us ugly or your nose is too big or your hair is raggedy or your shoes is this or this person you thought was your best friend just went in. She's hanging out with the other girl now. She ain't even saying nothing to you. You're dealing with all that with no language. You carry it into when you do have language, but maybe you still don't know how to talk about it, even with these maybe new conscious parents. And the new ways of parenting now, but that's still so new. I get it. That's where the compassion comes in. Like, okay, well, let's try and deal with this holistically. Let's deal with the mind. Let's deal with the body and try to pop some bubbles, some champagne every now and then to enjoy how far you've come. So my question is, how do you provide for yourself as a digital nomad? So I did a whole video about this, about packaging your skills. It's honoring yourself. This is what I love about entrepreneurship so much is that you do get to honor yourself. You get to see yourself, which we often don't because we are trying to create forward momentum. So in packaging your skills, it can look however you're comfortable with it looking. That could look like group coaching. That could look like one-on-one coaching. And you just teaching somebody about stuff that you know. And a lot of times we downplay ourselves like, everybody know that. Everybody don't know that. (laughs) You know more then someone else, somewhere else, someone somewhere else needs to know what you know, and you can package that. And it could be super simple stuff. And maybe they just like the tone of your voice and how your face looks. (laughs) And it's, it's as simple as that. They will give you money for that. It does not have to be extraordinary. Black excellence does not have to live here for you to be able to package what it is that you know and sell that. So like I said, with the coaching, you can also do master classes. You could do an ebook or a traditional book, not actual because the ebook is an actual book. You can do a course where you teach a course and you teach this specific thing over an amount of time. It could be an email course even. It can look a lot of different ways. All you have to do really, and I say all, but you just have to see how much gold you are. Were you able to get hired at jobs easily? So perhaps you are good with preparing people for interview skills. Perhaps you are good with being a first generation immigrant and sharing with people how to integrate into society. Perhaps you are wicked with Excel, or maybe you're really good at creating presentations. Maybe you're a graphic designer low key and you could use Canva and create templates for people. It could look literally a thousand different ways. It just depends on what your specific skills are. So the ways that I've been able specifically to monetize, I created a Patreon. So I have the podcast episode every single week and I created a Patreon to allow people to support me with that work. (laughs) Um, I'm also able to seek sponsorship for that, which I haven't been great about, but I've had people approach me for sponsorship that I've taken them up on. Also, I do events for my group and I charge for that. So sometimes it's a mixer, sometimes it's an informational session. And those are the two main ways that I've been able to do it. And then also I have a conference that I started last year. That is another way I get sponsorships. And then there's also ticket sales. So those are the three main ways that I have monetized my community. But I also wanted to touch on your conference. I feel like your conference is coming
1: up in the next couple months. And I would like for the community to hear about
0: it. So yeah, it's happening on Saturday, Sunday, December 4th and 5th. And what it will consist of is there will be over 30 sessions. So you'll have access to a vault. And they are sessions that we've recorded over the years. There's some of my own wellness sessions in there. There are sessions to help you travel better. There are entrepreneurship sessions in there. And the speakers that recorded these are, you know, the doctors, they're lawyers, they're travelers just like you and me. They are black women figuring it out and crafting their own way. Their representation has been really important to me on the podcast and like in all of my work. So, you know, you have people who have different sexual orientations and like, all of that type of stuff. So it will have the vault that you'll have access to. We're also going to do like really fun welcome session. Energy is real important to me with live stuff. (laughs) I know like everybody don't always want to have their camera on and stuff. So like I try to create stuff where everyone will feel comfortable or you'll feel comfortable somewhere along the way. I'm also wanting to do a brand and influencer one-on-one meetings where. I'm reaching out to these brands to participate and the attendees will be able to schedule one-on-one meetings with these different brands to discuss ways to collaborate. So they're warm leads. They are brands who want to work with influencers. And so you just have to talk about how y'all want to collaborate. You want to send me your merchandise and I do two reels or like whatever it looks like, give you access to that. You post it on your page and tag me, like get into the specifics, but like just seeing if there's any synergy for you to be able to work together in general. I would love to make it like 100% Black owned brands, but we'll see how that goes. (laughs) I'm still in the phase of like reaching out to the brands. And then aside from that, something I'm really excited about um, is the Black Women Travel Awards. So yes, because I believe that recognition is important. You know, it is that looking up. It is seeing the women who have been putting work in for years, who are putting in really good quality work in a short amount of time. It doesn't have to be years. It's just like how somebody gives you a compliment. And a lot of times you're like, oh, girl, you know, it's just this little. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing we offer, okay? I want you to full joy yourself. I want you to celebrate, celebrate. So I'm really excited about that. And the actual awards themselves are going to be really dope. The name of it, by the way, is the International Black Women Travel Jubilee, IBWTJ. I'm super, super excited about that. Tickets aren't on sale yet, but you can sign up for the email list to be the first to know when they do go on sale. So before we wrap up, i have like to ask two questions of all my guests.
1: The first one is if there is a book about anything at all, what would you recommend to the tribe?
0: I'm going to say like anything by Toni Morrison. Toni Morrison was like so ahead of the game. Her and Nikki Giovanni, they just had like a very clear line of thought when you watch a lot of their old interviews and just how embodied they were. And imagine being embodied those many decades ago, right? Embodied and clear of mind. Love it. and. Joy is really important, right?
1: So what is something that has brought you some joy in the past day or two?
0: I haven't had sparkling wine in a minute. And I bought this bottle at the beginning of August with the intention to celebrate that I had over a hundred episodes. And then, you know, how I'm doing, I'm over here rolling out all this other stuff and I just like didn't take the time. So it's in the fridge, (laughs) Um, it brings me joy knowing that it's there, and that I'm going to maybe just one day actually open it and celebrate everything that I've done up until this very moment. So I would say that that is bringing me a lot away and I would say congrats on a hundred episodes that is major. I really appreciate this platform. I love your interview styles. I've listened to. Other interviews that have encouraged me have been a light in a dim place. And so thank you for showing up, for creating this space to talk about what needs to be talked about more (laughs) than ever. Thank you very, very much.
1: I appreciate you, Wanda. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so
1: much for tuning into the podcast. If you appreciate the content and would like to support the podcast, feel free to leave a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen on, or become a patron on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com slash Again, thanks for joining. Until next time, BeWellSys.
0: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement.